This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, April 6, 2020. I'm Caleb Brown. Dozens of states have laws on the books that allow some businesses to effectively veto a competing enterprise from getting started or expanding. It's called Certificate of Need. And during this pandemic, almost half of states that have these laws on the books have either suspended them or relaxed requirements to allow healthcare capacity to expand. Still, other states have not only done nothing, They've actually made it harder to bring new healthcare capacity online. Angela Erickson directs strategic research at the Pacific Legal Foundation. We spoke yesterday. Well, so during a pandemic, what we want to have happen is healthcare capacity be flexible enough to expand as rapidly as it needs to. And there are laws in place in some states that make it impossible to even do that because they have to go through a bureaucratic process that often takes months or years in order to get up and running. Okay, so this is, broadly speaking, certificate of need laws. And, of course, libertarians are uh, hammering uh, uh, over this issue quite a bit, you included. Um, So what do certificate of need laws, at least generally speaking, because these are state-based laws, what, generally speaking, do they require in order to expand some capacity in an industry? Yeah. So in healthcare, there are about 36 states that have these laws in place. And in order to, if you're a healthcare provider or would-be healthcare provider, in order to start operating or expand in some way or to bring in new equipment, you have to go through a certificate of need process, which requires an application. You'll have to go to a hearing. At the hearing, this is sort of the big piece. The hearing, you'll have to prove that your services or additional beds or additional equipment are needed, right? And so at this hearing, what happens is the other people who are already in place, the other healthcare providers, hospitals, clinics, come in and say, no, there isn't a need for this additional facility or additional expansion because we have it covered. And so this type of process can then be appealed and it can go on. It can take months or even years to try to prove that there's a need. And you have to sort of go through all those steps in order to then do that. And so when we're in a pandemic, things are shifting every day, right? So every day there's, it's ex- the need is expanding. And we can't wait for that process in order to expand our healthcare capacity. So there are, as you said, what, 30 plus states that have these laws on the books? Uh, what have What have some of these states done? Which states have done them? Uh, and and what do you anticipate will be the impact uh, during this pandemic of clearing away that uh, regulatory hurdle? Yeah, so some states have already, some governors and health departments have already noted that this is a big hurdle to being able to expand their healthcare capacity at this moment. And so 15 states at least have done away with it to some extent. It, it sort of fluctuates. Uh, in New York, for example, there is essentially suspended the Certificate of Need program for hospitals, which has allowed them to expand bed capacity as as much as they have, right? So that's what allows them to have that field hospital in Central Park. So there are several states that have done that. There are other states that have put into place emergency Certificate of Need processes. So there are about three or four that have that. Uh, An example is Maryland, which has allowed uh, several hospitals to apply and um, get quick emergency approval for 300, 
40 additional beds in the area. All right, so this quick expansion, but it's only 15 of the 36 states that have these types of rules that have done this. And even then, it's sort of limited in what can expand. In your estimation, based on what you've read, and I know a lot of this is still sort of fluid and a lot of the terms thrown around are pretty fuzzy with respect to what it means to relax these laws during at this difficult time. Um, but what state or handful of states have done the most in terms of expanding healthcare capacity uh, to deal with COVID-19? Yeah, so states that have where um, the rules have changed and we've seen the most growth happen uh, include New York. We've seen this in Maryland, in Michigan. They're sort of just beginning to do this in other states like Nebraska and Alabama. Um, so we'll begin to see sort of whether or not those changes will have an effect as as those states begin to come become slammed. So in, in New York, you mentioned that, uh, and I saw a picture that Tom Keene of uh, Bloomberg posted uh, online uh, overlooking Central Park. And uh, the photo we posted was essentially setting up tents in, in Central Park. You're saying that that the certificate of need law on the books now suspended or relaxed in New York would not have allowed for that field hospital to be set up in no, under normal circumstances? Yeah. So in New York, in order to uh, have additional acute beds, hospital beds, which is what those are in, in the field hospital, you have to go through this certificate of need process. Um, and so with that process in place, it would have been impossible for them to quickly set up that space as quickly as they did. So what states have done nothing? So states that have done nothing include Kentucky, uh, New Jersey, which is surprising considering it's right there in what's going on, Rhode Island, West Virginia, uh, Massachusetts even. These are states that have these restrictions on acute hospital beds, so they're not even able to expand the space to put people. So current providers cannot expand their hospital beds? Yeah, so typically, and I have to look at each state's laws, but typically um, in order to add additional hospital beds, you have a certain number you're given. And in order to add additional beds, you have to go through the whole process, even if you're already a healthcare, established healthcare provider in the area. Have states that, that haven't done anything, that haven't relaxed these requirements, have any of them said why they're not doing that? There is a lot of noise out there. I haven't seen anything uh, addressing certificate of need in these other states. There's there's lots of other things that they're trying to address right now. It may be too early to say uh, whether or not any of these changes to these rules are going to have a measurable impact. But after all the dust has settled, do you think that there will be at least relevant research questions for during this pandemic, whether or not states with and without certificate of need laws on the books for healthcare will have performed relatively better or worse? Yeah, I think the big question that I have is the type of flexibility flexibility that healthcare providers have in this moment and looking at that between states that have certificate of need and don't and states that have suspended it in some way and thinking about um, how um, how they're able to mobilize to expand or contract capacity as needed. Uh, a really sort of interesting research that has already been done suggests uh, that there could be a lot of negative outcomes of not suspending con. One study done um, at Mercatus 
showed that there were increased risks of mortality from pneumonia, for example, in certificate of need states. And that's pneumonia is one of the potential uh, consequences of COVID-19. The other aspect of this, and and you and I, we live in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, full disclosure, Angela Erickson is my wife. Um, but the, uh, you know, we're really concerned about having to go to the hospital for anything else. So I imagine that as this um, illness hits a peak, um, the hospital beds will be absolutely reserved for this and almost nothing else. Yeah. And so when you're thinking about healthcare capacity, right, a lot of these states has sus- have suspended it for beds, acute care beds. They've suspended it for sort of other reasons that are related to COVID, but it's it really the whole healthcare system works holistically. And so if you can get, for example, pregnant women out of hospitals into birthing centers, um, you're really helping those people and you're helping the healthcare providers so that they can focus in the hospitals on the people who really um, need them there at that moment. Um, And so thinking about it in that more holistic way really allows you to be like, to realize that some people can be pulled into different places that will still need care during this time. Like a pressure valve. Yeah, exactly. Like a pressure valve. I think a good example of what certificate in need looks like um, to an, to an individual, to someone who's trying to help. Right? We have a Pacific Legal Foundation has a client in Aberdeen, Ohio, who owns a non-emergency ambulance company. So they take people to doctor's appointments. They transfer people between facilities, hospitals, nursing homes, sort of what have you. And these are people who just they need the the ambulance instead of a car to transport them for whatever reason. And he has seven ambulances, but because. Kentucky has their certificate of need law. He can't operate one mile away in Kentucky, even though he would be happy to help there in this current moment. Angela Erickson directs strategic research at the Pacific Legal Foundation. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. <laughs>